At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. Don't miss the Take a Man pregame show. Not with us on Thursday. Our guy Denton Day has you covered uh, before the game on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. All right, speaking of the offense, Logan, uh, they are going to have to put up some points to keep up with the Dallas offense so what uh you know what I mean what what's the plan like EB's right. got his hands full for with Micah Parsons in this line you know they marry the rush their coverage really well they got playmakers on the back end this is a dangerous dangerous Dallas defense that is uh I feel like is a pretty nightmarish unit to try to prepare for on short like on a short week. Yeah, definitely. When you watch them, man, they they do a lot of stuff defensively. That that's fun. You know, they have a guy like they play a lot of this. Um, you know, I think Dan Quinn has kind of got this reputation of playing a lot of cover three. You know, when you watch them, they play a lot of match. They play a lot of two. I, I, they they're just like a confident secondary, confident secondary, understanding how to disguise stuff. They're aggressive to the football. You can tell that's something they prioritize. When I was with Dan in Atlanta, that was something that was at every meeting. We're talking about the football. We're talking about getting the football out. The football is live. And you can tell that's how they, they think about it, right? DBs are aggressive to the football. They're taking advantages. They've got three or four safeties that they kind of bring in that can be like your Buffalo nickel or your dime um, kind of linebackers. And they're all big and fast and physical. They match up well with tight ends. And there's just a lot of team speed there. And they really, um, to get that done, they really rely on, A, they must have an excellent defensive backs coach. I think it's Al Harris, you know, former Green Bay or Green Bay, Seattle, wherever he was at before and he's doing a great job with them and they're just locked in like there's clips where you're watching and you're like they know this concept they, they knew this was coming somehow and they've matched it really well and they're just playing really confident it's it's kind of almost to a certain extent the inverse of some stuff you see here in washington with the commanders like you just instead of them instead of here you know how uh, when you watch St. Juice and he's kind of in between on something, mm. there's very little in between or indecisiveness with this group. Um, and so kudos to them. They do a great job. And then I think you get to the front and the front is 
incredibly fun to watch. And that's Dan Quinn's baby. He spends a lot of time with them. And they're awesome, man. The way they run their line stunts, the way they find ways to isolate Micah Parsons, the way they move him around the formation, the way that they've accrued probably six to seven just good pass rushers, guys who understand the vision. And they just let those guys go. Like there's times here in Washington where you're watching the rush, <clears throat> when you're watching the rusher, yeah, other teams in the league where you can tell that they're kind of worried about a quarterback scrambling or a quarterback doing this. And the guys are, are in a more conservative rush approach. And that's just not the case ever with them. They are just like, mm. we are getting after the quarterback 24, seven, 365. And it's, it's a fun defense to watch because of that. And so what I would say is, is the things you're contending with are, can you beat man to man coverage? I think this, this group of receivers has shown an ability to do that. And can you handle the protection? And it's going to be a so it kind of feels like I was trying to think of a good analogy. It feels like if the Giants defense and the Bills defense had like a baby, that's oh, kind of what God. this feels. Yeah, like that's, they're really hey, take, really good. take your two worst games, combine them together, and happy birthday, Sam Howe. I don't think yeah. it's actually Sam's birthday, but yeah, happy <laughs> but Thanksgiving, Sam Howe. Happy there Thanksgiving, Sam Howe. Simpler version of the joke. Come on, Hoffman, yeah. wake up. And so they, so obviously they, in the back end, they kind of play like Buffalo, where they take a little bit of chance. They, they, they're really aggressive to attack the ball. They play, like, I don't want to say outside of scheme, but they, there's risk where it's like, oh, this is cover two, and this guy is supposed to carry this, this vertical a little bit, but his eyes are on the quarterback. He breaks and makes interceptions. That's what happened versus the Jets for one of their turnovers. They're like second in the NFL or uh, second or fifth. I don't remember exactly, but they have a very high turnover rate. They're number one in pressures in the NFL. Like it's a fun group to watch. So in terms of prepping, so I mentioned the back end very similar to Buffalo. The front yeah. is very similar to the Giants, not in that they bring a ton of pressure. They do bring a lot of five-man rushes. But they also, one of the things about them is they have this relentlessness that the Giants have too. And they move and they stunt and they uh, are aggressive to those stunts. And the stunts create a make it very difficult for the quarterback to escape the pocket while also creating a lot of pressure at the same time. And then obviously, number 11 is, you know, kind of in that he's one of the best defensive players in the division. Like him and Dexter Lawrence are neck and neck. You look at what Dexter Lawrence did to us last week. Like it's probably going to be worse here with Micah Parsons because they give him more. They have more flexibility with him. They just move him around so much more. Like there's, yeah. I, I feel say like against, Parsons is going to play a game where it's like, how many different O linemen can I get a sack against? Correct. Yeah. Like the the thing. Like I watched the New York Jets game and he's playing over the center and he's and they've got a five man front, so they got to go money. He's got a one on one, right? So like that's a tough matchup for them. So what's the plan? I would probably go full slide there. So some type of um, what I would call like an R or L or a Ron or Lou, where you're getting a you're, you're basically Manning with the you're not Manning with anybody, but the in a five man front, the tackle would block the the four eye, and everyone kind of blocks down. So you get a double team on that, and then you got a one on one with the back or a tight end on an edge player, which is tough because every one of their guys has pass yeah, rush especially juice. if that, that edge player is demarcus lawrence like you're yeah good luck that's he's exactly another 10 right. sack guy and so you see even in that conversation you see some of the issues here that they present and then so he's over the center against the jets and now versus the um versus philly he's playing off ball linebacker and on pass rushing downs and he's not actually playing off ball linebacker but he's lined up in a way where you as an offensive line have to target this man and get the protection working toward him, and he still ends up getting a sack because he's he's he stunts like they loop the three technique. He runs in the a gap, 
and he ends up getting a pressure. So he is explosive, he's fast, he's strong, and I think one of the things that's unique about him is he's not overly polished as a pass rusher, but he's just like one of those athletes. He's you know, 6'1", he runs a 4'3", he's 255 pounds, he's got good bend, and like it's not like when you watch him, when you watch Nick Bosa, for example, there's like this really technical, nuanced, his hips are moving, his hands, everything's kind of working in conjunction. And then Micah Parsons just an animal. Like he is just like a Tasmanian yeah. devil. And it's, so you know, like when when you're that fast and that powerful, you don't need anything but speed and power. Like right. you don't need moves. You don't need you don't need a spin move. You don't need a hump move. You don't need whatever. It's I'm going to violently push your hands away and run around you, and the fastest, or the shortest distance between two lines is or two points is a straight line, and I'm going to figure out how to straight line to the quarterback. It is nuts watching him pass rush. Yeah, so you're gonna have to come up with some stuff, man. You're gonna have to, and people say, well, how do you handle the games? Obviously, they um, the commanders struggled a little bit with the games last week, so I think you're gonna see a lot of those same ones just rinsed and repeat. Um, and I would say, like you. The, the best teams that I've played for that handled stunts well would rep it. Like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but it's like, here's this stunt. How do we move? How do we pass this off? What's the communication? Here's the next stunt. Here's the next stunt. Here's the, and you would just do it at nauseum until it was muscle memory, until you got used to the fact that 11's on my outside shoulder and he drops out, I can squeeze back inside. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just was yeah. like this. You become like a robot. The whole unit becomes a robot. And that takes time. And unfortunately, they don't have a short it. week. Not a lot of time. So, no. um, you know, then I think you kind of get into EB and what does he do? I think screens are live versus this team. I think running the ball is going to be big just yeah. because of what it does to, to shorten the game. But those are some things to kind of keep an eye out for. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So first, a pop quiz. Uh, who has more interceptions this year, the Washington Commanders or Deron Bland? Deron Bland, I believe, right? Or uh, is it close? It is actually as close as it could get. They are tied with six. <laughs> um, so you talk about guys that are making plays on the back end. Bland yeah. has been incredible. Um, they, you got to know where he is. You got to know where a bunch of guys are. Like you got to, you got to be very clean in your vision uh, against this team. As for uh, what you're just talking about, though, what EB's got to do. One. I think you got to run the ball this week. And, like, I'm not going to put a cap on it. I'm not going to say, like, hey, find the balance. Like, you got to protect You got to protect the football. Um, and that's going to involve not exposing Sam to hits, to pressures, and to uh, the ability to make young guy mistakes. And we haven't said that a lot this year where Sam, you know, you kind of trust him to do a lot of stuff. But against this defense on a short week, like, I'm, I'd be kind of terrified. Uh, slash, I am kind of terrified. Now, my job is uh, not to get Sam ready. My job is to talk about it. But if I was EB, I'd be extra terrified because that is my job. Um, and so kind of with that in mind, I think, you know, running the ball obviously becomes important. And Dallas has given up like over 100 yards a game. Um, they're kind of middle of the pack uh, as a rush defense, 109 yards a game. Uh, you can run on them a little bit. Um, and and you ran it really well last week if you're Washington. Uh, you, you were great in that aspect uh, from a productivity standpoint, you just got to hold on to the football at the end of the carries. So that would be one thing I would do. And then the other thing I would do is I would move the pocket a ton. Like yeah. I, I, and you can talk about this way better than I can, but 
you know, you, if you want to eliminate some of those stunts and games and, and protection issues and having a block in a phone booth one-on-one against a guy like Michael Parsons, like run away from him. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and Sam's really good at throwing on the run. He can run it himself if he gets in a bad spot. He's actually had pretty good decision-making in, in those types of plays. Like I just, I don't say I wouldn't ever drop back, but I would basically never drop back. Like I am, I am always mixing it up, doing something a little bit different to try to simplify this game plan and call it in a way that I've, I've got stuff that's already in all season long. I'm just going to use that that bag of tricks as much as I possibly can. And I think that's um, that's a really good point. It's like you gotta. To me, this is like a you know like a Greg Maddox pitcher. You know what I mean? Like Greg Maddox yeah. doesn't have that like crazy fastball, but he's got. You know, the knuckleball, he's got the slider, he's got some pitches in there that kind of throw you off a little bit. And so I think that that's backdoor what two-seamer looks yeah, like it's exactly. going to hit you and then all of a sudden it's a strike. Exactly right. And I don't know, obviously I don't know a lot about baseball, but I do know that good pitchers who don't have that elite fastball, they have to change it up. And I think that's ultimately what you're trying to do here is you're just trying to, every down, give them something a little bit different to think about. You know, I, I coach some pass rushers around the NFL like the quick game's huge because it doesn't let them get in their rush. Moving the pocket's huge. and Because it, it's just so much of what you're coaching with a pass rusher is the line to the quarterback. And if I know where the line is, if I know, hey, he's going to be at seven and a half yards this play, it's really hard for the offensive line to block that up, especially when you got a guy like Micah Parsons. So can I get a little bit of doubt in there? Can I put a guy, a tight end in a tight split and give him a chip look? Or can I line a tight end up, tight end up over, over his head? And he says, well, I actually have to play the run if they run the ball here, right? And getting the routes that way. There's a lot of little nuanced things you can do to augment that. And I think you got to reach into every bag, every every trick you've got and put yeah. it on the table. They've chipped really well recently. Yep. Like that could be a thing. You know, you mentioned the screen game. I think that's that's gonna be big this weekend. Like it's it's all gotta be on the table. And then my my question would be like, can they use some of that stuff to generate the big shots? Because that's what's been missing yes. from this offense as of late is and obviously you got to be careful because those dbs are, are ball hawks back there but like can you run the ball run screens run this run that in a way to eventually generate a big play down the field yeah and i think the one thing just to, i think that's a great point and I, to kind of just elaborate on that one thing i would say is that that defensive backfield they know their rush is really good you can tell and they play that way and so if you can somehow augment that a little bit like get the relationship off there are big plays because they, they're so used to having it, you know, two and a half seconds balls out, two and a half seconds. And so they take chances around that time parameter. And so if you can say, hey, we can get this out to three and a half seconds or Sam can extend this play, there will be open guys and you will find big plays. Kind of like you did in Seattle, right? Where you, mm-hmm. you get out of the pocket. But the problem is, is you got to be a little bit more creative about how you get to that stuff. Because on third down, they are. it's not like... Um, it's not like the stunts the Giants were doing, where it's a four, it's a it's a four man rush. They're kind of stunting around. It's like this is a five man rush. They're stunting to kind of create a bubble and ensure that the rush can get home. They really don't want you escaping the pocket, and so they they do a really good job of moving the interior guys specifically to making sure that there aren't any gaps to like step up in or, or vacate to the right or vacate to the left. So you're gonna have to be a, a little bit more creative, I think, this week about like you said, like what's on the table keepers rollouts quick game screens um let's get in different formations like all that stuff has got to be in the rolodex and you got to feel very comfortable with it one of the issues is that you know you're on a short week so how much new stuff that you you can add but to your point you've seen we've seen that stuff i mean 
against the you're Giants in week for, 12 like it's yeah. it's in there somewhere yeah so just kind of bring it up to the forefront and, and against the Giants they did a lot of that stuff early which I liked and unfortunately game flow kind of got them out of some of that stuff late but if you can manage game flow protect the football I think and find those explosive plays I like think about if, if they're able to hit a post early you know like uh like against like against the Giants for example like that game's completely different the Giants game would be completely different and I think um I, it's just going to be it's going to be a lot of work for EB going to be a lot of work for Sam going to be a lot of work for the O-line because I do think the guys on the outside can win one-on-ones just about making sure you can protect it to get the ball there yeah um is there anything I know it's a different offense anything they can take out of what they did at Dallas with Sam last year um I think one of the things outside of just the confidence that he's done it well, that game to me is such an outlier. I actually went went back and watched it, and I just remember the game flow in that. Yeah, he threw game it nineteen times in the game, which is hilarious cool. now because that's like a quarter for him. Yeah, it was crazy because it was like they muffed a punt on the fifteen yard line. They scored the next play. They they dropped the the, the punter dropped the ball on a punt and then punted it. It was just like everything went right for them in that game to have good offensive production. I I think the one thing that I would kind of just look at was. Terry's a beast. If you can get the ball vertical and get him protected, like take some shots that way, see if you can soften him up. I think there's a lot of validity to that. Um, And then kind of run your base offense because I think the base offense is good, but you're going to have to put a little bit of wrinkle on it because like I said, they do a really good job of matching patterns. They they kind of understand what you want to do in certain situations. They're really well coached. And so EB, how can you put a little salt salt or pepper on that sucker and make it look like something else, then run something different? to find those opportunities for those guys to make some plays.